on this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we're heading straight back to 1997. Why not? Let's give the people what they want. It's time to call the doctor. 9876543211111 G'day, g'day. Welcome to the 24th episode of every Aussie number one song ever. Back finally, once again. Hope you're all doing well out there. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, a lot has been happening in music in the charts. Sadly, Australia's lost... Two of its own former number one chart toppers recently in Judith Durham of the Seekers and Olivia Newton-John. Whilst we've also seen a 1985 song by Kate Bush hitting number one in 2022. No doubt a good song, but is it good for popular music in the long run? Matty Doc, thoughts? Oh, wow. That is an unexpected throwaway Uh, to start. Bit of a sit up there. Well different podcast, I think, so if anyone wants to know the answer to that. How you been, Matty? Oh, good. I'm <laughs> intrigued on the other podcast that this is a part of. But <laughs> Not ours. Yeah, mate. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Not been well, and yes, so I don't know if it's good for music, but it's uh, very interesting <laughs> to get some old music back into the charts. All right, thanks for coming on. And we have a new special guest to welcome. It is none other than Joe Parker. Joe, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's great. I uh, appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy woman, so we'll um, hopefully learn a few few things about speaking, Doc and I. I know you're a big music <laughs> fan too. You've been out to any gigs? Mm, oh gosh, I love live music. I've got a few on the horizon. We had, um, we've been yeah. lined up to see Billy Bragg for a few years now, and it's been postponed okay. year after year. So that's coming up 2023, yep. and we've got um, Pixies and Underground Lovers coming up pretty soon too. Mm-hmm. But the most recent ones were Kate Milhidekey and the Oils at Mount Dunedin State, which was pretty special. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that would have been awesome. Good list of uh, music there. Check them out if you haven't heard of them. Not <laughs> sure they'll be appearing in this podcast, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no number ones to promo anytime soon in what in where I've been, but the oils, you never know. You never uh, know. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh all right. Well, yeah, thanks again. We'll um get stuck in to the number one for this episode. Uh we're actually adding back to the same year as our most recent episode. It's nineteen ninety seven. Uh, we did a rundown of some major events in that episode for the year, so have a listen to that one if you want to uh, know what was going on. Uh, this time, though, we're heading to December in 97 on the 30th, uh, where the number one song on the area chart belonged to the Euro dance poppers Aqua, uh, not to be confused with the 1970s German prog rock band or the South Korean esports girl group. There you go. Prog rock. German prog rock, yeah. Should check that out probably. An aqua for all genres. Yeah. Uh, So this was actually the second time at the top for aqua. So no, we're not doing Barbie Girl. It's uh, it's actually Dr. Jones. Uh, Now, Joe, there is a very small link (laughs) (laughs) to you and uh, aqua that I thought I'd get you on for. You've spent a bit of time in Denmark. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. You got any I, uh, anecdotes? 
Oh, look, oh, gosh, I love it over there. I really love it over there. And Aqua is one of these bands that just seems to circle around in my life every few years in one way or another. <laughs> Most recently I saw them, it was back in 2019 with that So Pop Festival that happened in Adelaide with like <laughs> okay. Blue Baker and Mr. President and <laughs> Eiffel 65 and Blue and the Venga Boys and Aqua headlining. And um, that was the first time that I'd seen them live. But when I was living in Denver, <laughs> Denmark. As an exchange student, we were often encouraged to hitchhike a lot. It was just the done thing back in 2001 in Denmark. And growing up in our small country town where we knew everyone, I was a little scared to be doing that. But a lot of the other exchange students would move around the country that way. And one day, one of my exchange friends was hitchhiking not too far out of Copenhagen and the car that pulled up to take them was Aqua that was the band (laughs) travelling. And so they spent... I think it was like an hour and a half in the car with the group and said that they were the most funny, beautiful, down-to-earth humans that they'd met in a long time. So I don't know. The the threads we're pulling today are pretty loose, but I feel like I can say that Aqua is a friend of a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the closest I reckon we've ever had, to be quite honest. Apart from what we did have one, we had a guest, number yes, one true, guest yes. on one it time, was, so that was nice. It was in this sort of vicinity, wasn't it? Danish I think or? she might have actually been Danish as well, yeah. Danish American. Ah. Uh, anyway, Aqua responded to my email at least. They said they couldn't come on. That's all right. That's nice of them to respond. Um, so <laughs> we'll take that link. Thanks. Thanks, I'm Joe. always happy to be runner-up to the actual artist <laughs> that you're talking about. <laughs> What, what was uh, what was the gig like? Do you remember? Uh, it's so funny because in my mind, when we booked the tickets to go, it was some friends <laughs> of mine, and I need to say here that it was also on the day after a very big wedding, so there were significant hangovers all around at the time. Jeez. But when we booked the tickets to go, we thought this will be a bit of fun. We'll be able to sing along to some songs, live the nostalgic life. How fun! <laughs> And then when we were actually there and um, Cheese TV's Jade and Ryan came on to start to host the event. Oh, the MCs. Yeah, yeah, the MCs. And Nick Skids got on the DJ and then Mr. President started. We were instantaneously thrown back to the 90s and there was some little concrete part of my heart that just burst right open and next minute we were on our feet we were jumping around looking like our former teenage selves it was the kind of thing that I can still feel with a lot of joy inside of myself but I'm also very glad that I wasn't witnessing myself at the time (laughs) (laughs) I let it all out that's great yeah here for a good time not a long time That was, uh, yeah, those bands are the, the number ones, aren't they? They're the they are <laughs> just there. ooze 90s, don't they, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a difference to uh, Billy Bragg and whatnot. But, um, yeah. Well, Cheese TV, well, they were effectively like Koshy back in the day, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something the like that. Original breakfast host. <laughs> I'm sure who that's a compliment for. <laughs> yeah, them and the folks that used to host Saturday Disney. Yeah. Agro's mm. Cartoon Connection. And Marie, yeah. Anne Marie. <laughs> Yeah, mm. it's good on them. They raised raised a generation. Yeah, and they were packing stadiums on that tour. There wasn't an empty seat in the Adelaide venue that we're in, and I know they did gigs around the country. People are here for it. 
There would have been empty seats because everyone would have been up dancing. and that would have been the issue. But <laughs> 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 uh, very good. Well, not really, but yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, we might get on to a bit of the aqua backstory. Any uh, anecdotes that come into your head, Joe? Just feel free to um, jump in any time. Shall do. But uh, yeah, back in the early nineties, two members of Future Aqua. And Joe's helped me with pronunciation, so um, pull me up again if <laughs> see how I go. Um, Klaus and Cern were roommates working together on music as Joy Speed. Uh, they got a gig to make the soundtrack for the Danish film Naughty Frieda and the Fearless Spies. I'm not sure if you watched that one <laughs> over there, Joe. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't actually, but, you know, <laughs> there's still time. It's actually... <laughs> It's quite harmless. I did look up on IMDb. It's a harmless. It wasn't, uh, sounds a bit more salacious than it actually is. Uh, anyway, the, the soundtrack, one song required a rap verse. Fortunately, uh, DJ slash rapper Renee, um, or Ken, as you might know him from the Barbecue film clip, uh, was working on a project in the same studio. Uh, they all clicked together, so he joined Joy Speed. Uh, now, at the time, Renee was supposedly dating uh, Lena, who would become the singer of Aqua. Uh, they'd met on the Norway to Denmark ferry. Uh, Lena was the hostess of a Wheel of Fortune type show on the ship. So, eventually, she uh, somehow, probably Renee, introduced the music to her and was uh, keen to join and she was welcomed into the group. Uh, they would release their first single in 1995 titled Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh, it charted briefly in Sweden but had little success. Now, this is actually on Spotify. Uh, so, for the Spotify listeners, I'm going to throw it on now. It's worth a listen. <laughs> uh, look it up on YouTube if you don't have Spotify. But, uh, yeah, here it is. Check it out. Yeah, so there you go, Titsy Bitsy Spider, minimal success. Hmm. Uh, After the minimal success, they were disappointed. This is uh, Joy Speed, and they cancelled their own recording contract, despite the label wanting to keep them. They they stayed together, though, worked on reinventing their sound and came up with a new name of Aqua and eventually signed a new contract with a different label, Universal Music in '96. The first two singles, Roses Are Red and My Oh My, were hits in Denmark. Uh, My Oh My got to number one, in fact, over there. And consequently led to the label releasing their third single worldwide. That single did quite well. It was Barbie Girl, a cultural phenomenon, really. Number one in multiple countries. Um, Strangely, it didn't get to number one in Denmark. Uh, Barbie Girl. (laughs) I think uh, Mbop, a former episode, uh, might have kept it out. And, yeah, then their debut album, Aquarium, was promptly released around the world. And which song would follow Barbie Girl? It would be Dr. Jones. So we'll throw that on now for Spotify listeners. Yes, there you have it, Dr. Jones. Um, You're probably familiar with that one. Um, But it's a bit of a banger. Might start with you, Joe. What do you think of the song? Yeah, it is a bit of a banger. And, you know, I remember 
back when it first came out, hearing it on, I think it was TV hits back in the day and being kind of disappointed because I really loved Barbie Girl <laughs> okay. at the time. And I felt like it was Barbie Girl's lesser known cousin initially. However, what I came to understand pretty quickly is that this was the banger that would actually stay in your head. Mm. All someone needs to say are the words Dr. Jones and it would the whole song would just spiral off for me. And so I, I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, back, back in 2019 in Adelaide, I got it too. So, it, yeah, um, it's, it's still very high on the cheese meter. And I don't think it had the longevity of Barbie Girl, but it seems to have been able to stick around, I think, because of those really catchy licks. Do you remember um, when did they play it in their set? Was it, uh, did they finish it was, with it or was it opener or anything? It or? came, I'm pretty sure it came second to last to Barbie Girl. Makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And there were no jungle safari outfits inside, mm. but they did pay homage to some of the original moves, which I appreciated. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty infamous video clip. Uh, Doc, you got any thoughts? What do you think of this song? Yeah, I think I heard the word cheese mentioned previously. <laughs> I'd, I'd follow that up. But, like, I think that's obviously it fit with that whole Barbie Barbie girl, I guess, is the first one that we would recognise them with. And this definitely just follows along that line. It maybe isn't as, not cheesy, but it's not as, um, you know, the Barbie girl has that, I guess, um, iconic video clip. And, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. So, yeah, this one... Um, yeah, this one, like like you said, it gets stuck in your head and um, really, like, as you would expect with these sort of cheesy songs back in the day, there's not much to the lyrics. They're pretty straightforward, but it's just repetitive and, um, you know, is there to be a bit of an earworm. Mm. And something that Aqua seemed to do really, really well was that they knew their place, like they knew their lane. That If you think about even the aquarium album cover and the album art with all of these cartoon seahorses and sharks and things bunging around and the storylines of their film clips and the clothing that they'd wear, at least they were unashamedly cheesy yeah, <laughs> as opposed to what we'd often see in the 90s, which were bands trying to do one thing and then coming out with classic cheese in the other direction. Yes. Yeah, and I think they knew their market they were going for. Like they weren't going for young adults or anything like that. They were going for, you know, the kids, I guess, almost mm-hmm. or the younger people um and didn't i guess wouldn't care what other people thought that's that was their market and they were going for it <laughs> absolutely how about for you ted what do you think uh yeah it's uh it's just a very very uh good pop song i think i've we've talked about it before on the on the show i think uh yeah trying to find a hook in a song and uh that'll get stuck in the listener's ear but i think dr jones is you know, at least three or four hooks. <laughs> That's what makes it such an earworm. Um, I wrote, wrote down here, like, you've got the Yippee-I-U, Yippee-I-A, <laughs> Lena sings. Uh, then you've got the bridge or the pre-chorus where Renee comes in to, um, you know, a bit of a call and response with Lena. And then the actual chorus. Uh, and then the big uh, wake up now from, <laughs> from Renee. It's just, yeah. I think, and it, the contrast too of the whole like quite high pitched singing and into like 
the quite deep voice. It's, it's sort sure. of that contrast. And um, yeah, and I think, like you said, that Yippee I but it's the same as Barbecue. I had that sort of that tone as well, like um, not lyrics, but like a, um, yeah, um, a melody, I guess, sung there as well. Absolutely, yeah. There, because there was such contrast in their voices, you almost had additional instruments in the instrumental section at the same time as you had the melody carrying through. And so the the songs, although seemingly simple, seemed to have a lot more mm. layers in it because of it, which in turn meant that it was going to, as you said, end up being so much more of an earworm and then just stick. Yeah, it's a hit, really. They knew what they were doing. And the video, yeah, I'm, I must have known this at the time, but... You know, Indiana Jones, because I was, I was a big fan when I was about 10, mm-hmm. I reckon. <laughs> Used to scare the shit out of me. But anyway, um, you know, a clear, pretty clear homage to uh, yeah. Dr. Jones, Indiana Jones. I'd forgotten about that until I watched the film clip again recently. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned that now because I've not made the link that they consciously do that in several of their film clips. But you're right, they're reaching out to a younger audience at the time and also at the same time playing, paying homage to something that that same audience would have engaged with a few years prior, like Barbie dolls and Indiana Jones. <laughs> Clever people. They know what they're doing. That's right. Um, Lena, they've never actually come out and said, I don't know if this is because uh, Mattel sued them for Barbie, but they've never really said it's, I couldn't find any direct quotes about uh, this is a song about Indiana Jones, which you know it might not be, but the um, the quote I could see from Lena was Dr. Jones is about a boy and a girl who fall in love on holiday and then separate, so she goes to the doctor to cure her love. It's very silly but also funny. Mm. You know, the video's obviously <laughs> poking fun at Indiana, but... Mm. And I guess at the end of the day, maybe it doesn't even matter if it was intentional <laughs> no. or not because you're sitting there thinking about Indiana Jones and we're sitting here thinking about Indiana Jones and talking about it. And so whether intentional or not, you know, job done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big boost in the movie sales, no doubt, for Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> what else? You got any other, uh, I think uh, the only other notes here I've got. Yeah, this song for some reason only went to number eight in Denmark. Which is very strange. It looked like Elton John was ruling the chart at that time with uh, Candle in the Wind over in Denmark. And in the US, uh, Dr. Jones wasn't the follow up single to Barbie Girl. They chose Lollipop, Candyman. Right. Which only got to number 23. Then Dr. Jones didn't chart at all over there. So, hmm, hmm. interesting. And so what then's the sign of a good band? Is it a band that's able to have more songs charting well across more countries or is it about a band that has singles that go to number one everywhere? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I was just thinking the same. And if you're a band almost, what would you prefer to be? Yeah. Like, you know, and I guess this is a classic. They weren't a one-hit wonder, but you would always almost associate them with being a one-hit wonder and yeah, which is better to have a this really great catalogue and you've got all these good songs, but like none of them were went to number one, or that yeah, you have one or two that just go bang, and that's you, you're, you're flashing the pan and you're you're done. So, um, 
Yeah, probably. Uh, and I'm thinking the Daryl Braithwaite, ex- you know, example where he really is known for one song and one song only. Like if he goes to a concert that like obviously he has other ones, but yeah, there is one song people go to see. Um, yeah, which, which is a better way to do it. Mm. You've got one guaranteed moneymaker regardless. Yeah, well, yeah. If, if you're in the band like Aqua, you've chosen pop as your lane, a very cartoonish pop in this case. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you just want a career probably out of music. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you can go global, tour. That's that'd be the ultimate goal. And they seem to, they're still going, so I'm guessing they've done pretty well. Well, playing Adelaide in, what was it, 2019. So, you know, that's 20, 22 years after this song was released. Mm. Um, you know, you've got something there. You can go back to the well every couple of years, go on a world tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're still touring now. Like they're touring internationally all the time now. Yeah. So they're they're making it work. Mm. And not a bad working holiday, I guess, for them, isn't it? You can <laughs> Get on stage for an hour or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Do an hour in Adelaide and then straight to, I don't know, Heimley Street, wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up some hitchhikers on the way. And- yeah, well, that's all right. well. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, if you've got no other notes to add, um, we might get a verdict. Joe, if you want to sum it up and give us your verdict out of 10. Oh, you know, if I had have made the judgment when I heard it the first time back in 97, I think it was, on TV hits, would have been about a five this time, and particularly after this conversation, I'm going for longevity. I'm I'm cranking it to a seven. Oh, nice, very good. <laughs> Did you spit yourself, Dove? <laughs> I was muted. It was a very funny joke. Too, you'll never hear it. <laughs> I said I said seven out of a hundred. Well, that's a bit low. <laughs> yeah. Well, while we're getting in with jokes that we had from a while ago, I would like to make the love boat reference for how. <laughs> Lena and um, Renee got together. Very good. Did you ever go on that ferry, Joe? Do you remember? <laughs> no, no, although, I mean, I didn't actually, but it's good to know <laughs> that if ever we're looking to look up, that's the place to be. <laughs> uh, all right, Laddie Doc, what's your final thoughts in a score? Yeah, it's, it's interesting and I don't know whether to look at it, you know, like Joe said, when I first heard it compared to now, but... I, it probably goes over to a cycle, yes, where it is uh, in terms of scores. But, um, yeah, I think I'll go with six and just for the catchiness and the corniness, it, it is exactly what you think it is. It's not it's not one of them songs where, oh, they, yeah, it was just done. It, it, it totally fit with their mantra and their vibe and their, you know, the band, I guess, what they were looking for. Um, and I think... If you look at it in terms of when it was released post barbecue, it fit with it fit in line with it. I, I feel so. I'll, I'm going to go a six. Very good. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you know if it's played? I, like I, I don't listen to much commercial radio, but if I ever hear an Aqua song, it's barbecue. But do, do you know if Doctor Jones gets a run at all? It does get a run. It definitely gets a run. I'm not sure how often and on which station. I feel mm. like I've heard it regionally more than I've heard it mm. in our cities, but I think it's still around. That's good to know. Yeah. I was hoping that would be the case. Yeah, I can't say I've ever heard it, but when I did look it up, it's, yeah, what, 63 million listens on Spotify, which 
it's like I guess when you think about it, like I don't know when Spotify started that, but these are old songs that are getting listened to again. Like really, some of these songs you'd say you know one hit wonders, or why would you ever revisit them? But sixty three million, that's a a lot of listens. Um, Barbie, Barbie Girl 2, 293. So, um, you know, like people are still still listening to it or it's on certain playlists or whatever it is. Um, and let alone all these sort of songs. Well, I, um, if it hasn't already, it'll be a matter of time, won't it, till they start popping back up on remixes and somebody <laughs> samples drops it, it as yeah. a new song, samples it and does all that. Like that'll happen at some stage. I mean... What was there? The bloody flume, Eiffel 65 one. There's all that. Like they do just go back. And in all honesty, if if I was any good at it, I'd do it because it's a free throw at the stumps. You know it's going to be popular. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a business idea yeah. for your listeners. I'm just writing, making some notes as we speak. <laughs> Learn how to DJ. Uh, well, yeah, all it takes as well is a hit Netflix show, and we'll be back on top of the charts too. How about for you? Yep. Um, you my verdict, uh, I was going to six as well. Uh, it's not something I'm going to listen to, <laughs> I choose to listen to really, but when you hear it, it's hard to uh, hard to be mad. You know, it puts a smile on the dial. So very good pop song, six out of ten as well. Do a bit more on Aqua. Pick up where we left off after uh, Aquarium. Uh, a lot of touring. They released their next album, Aquarius, in 2000. <laughs> they definitely went with the uh, went down that path, <laughs> yeah. didn't they? I think they were just going alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for the next one, I think. Yes. That was well down. Yes, true. Um, so the support was still strong in Denmark. Uh, two two lead singles hit number one there from Aquarius. Uh, number sixteen would be the best result here in Australia for Cartoon Heroes, which is probably my favourite Aqua song. Might not be so much, but it's that's a good tune. Kids love it. You know that one, Doc? Um, I do not. But having said that, I say I do not. But you probably play it on like, oh yeah. I do recall this, but do you remember if they played that, Joe? Do you know that song? Yes, they did. Remember it, dance to it, here for it. Excellent. <laughs> I have I have Googled the set list. Oh. Cardin Card Heroes was the eighth song on there. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Jones was a sixth song on the set list, a six of eleven. Ah. Barbie See, this Girl is was number four. Yeah. Well, this, this is, is interesting because I was I would have bet money. And I'm glad I didn't now, but I would have bet money that Dr. Jones was much closer to the end. And that's saying something about the song in and of itself, because it's clearly stood out. Yeah. And I could, this is 3rd of February, 2019 at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. That's the one. You make a claim, Joe, you got to be accurate. Matty Doc's coming right. out here. One mistake. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, Barbie Girl was a fourth song too. It didn't start it, didn't finish it. Mm. So yeah, oh, finished it. Can you tell me what did finish it? Yeah. Roses are red. Okay. One of their, oh. one of their first singles. I think it was the first or second yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Was it, it was a banger. Mm. <laughs> Last V. Uh all right, so after Aquarius. Uh, so by the end of two thousand one, uh, Mattel going pretty hard in the courts still and uh, plans for Aqua's third album were scrapped 
That was the barbecue fight, obviously. This led to an extended hiatus uh, until 2008. They performed a series of live gigs around Europe. Uh, and they would go on to release the third album. I can't think of another query. Uh, a good joke there. It was. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Megalomania. Sounds like a Muse album. Um, yeah, that, that is very off off brand, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they had Aquaman and they had like Acquaintance or something before they got yeah. Maybe that was the German prog band. No, it's Aqua. <laughs> um, yeah, it achieved moderate success only in Denmark. Another hiatus from 2012 to 2016. The group returned minus Klaus. Uh, apparently, his musical focus had changed. Fair call, Klaus. Mm. Uh, as we mentioned, they're still out there, though, still touring through 2023. They've got dates. Um, no Australian dates at the moment. Who knows if we'll get some. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, yeah. So, Lena, Lena and Renee dated for a little bit in the early days. But uh, actually, Lena and Cern ended up together, uh, got married, and had two kids. Wow, that's a interesting setup <laughs> in the band. Yeah, yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah, Fleetwood Mac situation potentially. Mm. Mm. It's not the first time. <laughs> yeah, they separated after sixteen years of marriage. Probably not relevant, but they did. Then in twenty. This is a good one, I thought. In 2021, they flew from Denmark to Mexico for a festival and they played just one song, Roses Are Red. No, it was Barbecue. Mm -hmm. Do we know why? (laughs) That was all they were asked to play, so. Mm. Wow. It's an impressive effort. (laughs) Good payday, good holiday, that one. Yeah. You'd hope so. Who who invited them, El Chapo? or? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, you probably have the money. <laughs> Lastly, yeah, this is a bit of a strange tidbit. Um, in an interview with Tone Deaf, Lena talked about a fan, a specific fan of the band. Uh, there's this guy, an Australian actually. He's such a massive fan. His name is Paul Delaney and he moved to England to live closer to me. It sounds freaky, but he's a sweet guy and he sends me presents every week. Things that he knows I like. He knows I collect skulls. He sends me vodka, lipstick. He's way over the top, but he's a good guy. So I thought that was very interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> we've, both, we've both gone very quiet as we're listening to this. I'm just just looking up. He's got a tat of her on him. He's a unit. Wow. Anyway, all's well, it ends well. Uh, and... On the Google search, so Joe, we uh, we check how many letters would it take for the band or the artist to come up on Google. So mm. how many letters before they're the first hit? Okay. Okay. See, this always for this band feels like a trick question because I'm dealing with actual aquariums <laughs> and aquarium stores here. Yes, you're heading down the right track. So, oh. I, f- I honestly feel like it would have to be four or four and a space 
before we see them on the first page for that reason. Correct. Doc, you're you're another crack. No, I was sort of thinking the same because I think as soon as you keep going down the AQ, like everything that's going to keep going, Aquarium, Aquarius, et cetera. Aquaman was mentioned. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to type Um, Aqua. Space band or something. Space B, yep, to get Aqua band. Mm. There you go. Should have thought of that, shouldn't I? They named their band. 97 would have been the bloody start of internet too. They should have been at the forefront. Cost there them. There you go. <laughs> what was their backup band? What was the first band's name? Uh, yeah, Joy, Joy Speed. Joy Speed. Might have had better SEO. <laughs> <laughs> might not have had longevity with the fans. But might have had better SEO. <laughs> we got Chart Watch next. Chart Watch. All right, here's chart watch, Manny Doc. What do you got? Well, this this chart watch, the top. I don't know how many. There's some classics. So I'll go through them, and I like there's there's some that I don't recall. When I'll run it by you guys. So I'll start. Obviously, accurate number one, number two. I'll chumble one with tub thumping. That was a classic <laughs> back in the day. Yes. Um, number three was Hanson. I will come to you. That doesn't ring a bell to me now. That. Might just be me not being on top of my Hanson. That was a bit of a ballad, I think, that one. Was it? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Then um, Backstreet Boys, As Long As You Love Me, was a big song. Yeah, number four. Then number five was Entrance (laughs) featuring Rodney Stewart, Do You Think I'm Sexy? I definitely remember that one. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, number six was one you touched on earlier, uh, Teddy Elton John with Mm. the... um, Something about the way he looks like slash candle in the wind. So that would have been around that princess die sort mm. of uh, thing. T-shirt, you sexy thing. That uh, definitely rings a bell. Mm, the same mould as uh, the entrance one, really, was it? Bit of a mm. yep. yeah, true. Bit of a rehash. Then number eight, Joe will definitely be across <laughs> this one. Mr. President, Coco Jumbo. Gosh, what, uh, good life. what other songs did Mr. President <laughs> have to play at his set? Did, did he have any other hits? Oh, I, not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was definitely the standout. Yeah. The word hit is, uh, I just clicked on his set list and there's no set list for them. So they haven't reported yeah. a set list for that. So apologies. Um, yeah, Miss President number eight. Then number nine is Janet Jackson with Together Again. That doesn't ring a bell to me. It's a good song. Um, I it? love that one. Yeah, mm. It's a good, yeah, good look, track. Once again, I'll probably hear it and, and, and recall them, but it doesn't ring a bell off the top. And then, yeah, number 10 was Matchbox 20 with Push. So mm. some big songs. I'll I'll then keep going through and just do the other notable ones. Now, call out if you guys know some that I, I don't. But number number 11 was Spice Girls with Spice Up Your Life. Mm. Number 12, Smash Me, Us Walking on the Sun. I reckon that would nearly <laughs> have been one of the first singles I reckon I bought. That was a pearl back in the day. <laughs> nice. um, Metallica at number five, uh, 14. Yeah. Yeah, Didn't realise they, yeah, uh, they would chat yeah, at all. Yeah, right. Go that whole way, yeah. Then you've got um, Celine Dion at number 17. Oh, come yeah, now. You yeah. can't, go, can't go past old Trisha Yearwood there with How Do I Live. <laughs> that was a, a ballad oh, of the 90s ages. <laughs> is that that song? I read it and I, I skipped over it because I didn't know. As soon as you said it, I do know that one. I yes, was going to say the next song too. Uh, number 16, Notorious B.I.G. B.I.G. No money, no problems. Half Daddy, yes. yes. What a tune. 
Natalie and Broglie at number 18. Torn. Jewel, number 19. Foolish guys. Number, tw- number 20, Run DMC versus Jason Nevin. I definitely remember that <laughs> and the video clip. You used to reenact that a bit, didn't you? Don't know about reenact. I think you could probably. still bust the moves for that one. Bust a hip or something probably is better. <laughs> um, Johnny Farnham at number 21. Oh, yeah. Human, <laughs> human nature. Yeah, that was a big tune back in the day. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's quite a diverse list where you've got the I don't know cheesy nine in one, but then like you say, there was Metallica. Um, what is there? Green Day at number twenty six. Um, the Verve you know, in there. The Verve, yeah. yeah, that's right. Like, there's some quite I don't know songs that probably have stood the test of times, and some others that maybe not so much. Coolio uh, mm. number thirty four. <laughs> I don't know that song. John Safran. Jonathan Safran. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Number, number 35. <laughs> Special mention too for Will Smith there. Yeah, number William. 33, getting, getting jiggy, jiggy with it. Getting jiggy. Um, Backstreet Boys again with at number 36 with everybody. Um, the Cause, 37. Mm. Yeah, some classics. Um, the Prodigy, number 41. <laughs> Smack my bitch up. Um. Blink-182, 47. Yeah, like it's... Quite a few alternative. Yeah, alternative. You've got the cheesy, you know, what you would associate with 90s and then the ones that probably, yeah, like you say, alternative and potentially the ones that are maybe, you know, they do stand the test of time as well uh, as such without being a hit back in the day. It's got the makings of a good 90s playlist. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Number 28 there, that's one of my favourite 90s songs. Dario G, Sunshine. Mm. Um, is that- hey, oh, mama. Oh, is that the, nice? uh, yeah. Steel drums out. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's yeah, a quality song. It'll get you going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these songs. I don't. I would say I'd know 90%, I reckon. Um, yeah. Kate Sobrano, right. Pash. <laughs> that's a tune. Yeah. Butterfly, yeah. Mariah Carey. It's all there. That's yeah. right, yeah. It's very uh, the old walk down memory lane. Tonic, I remember that. I used to get a run, I reckon. If you could only see, yeah, that, that, was, was a, that was a pretty big emotional song. song. Yeah. The, uh, I remember in grade teens. six, a few of us had to do a PE exam by coming up with choreography for Tub Thumping. <laughs> <laughs> choreography. Well, what's that? Yeah, what's good. that song about? <laughs> grade six. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, very simple hand gestures and steps to the left and the right. <laughs> get knocked down. Yeah, get up again. <laughs> Which is interesting. So, Aqua were number one for quite a few weeks here. So, it got overtaken on the 15th of February was the first week it got overtaken. So, we're at the start of, you know, end of 97, start of 98 here um, with this date. And it was, yeah, 15th, the second. And, yeah, Celine Dion was the one who... Um, you know, overtook it as number one. Yeah, nice. There you go. Um, Let's look at that Backstreet Boys song. That I couldn't get past it. That was one song that couldn't get past it. Yeah, that as long was as just you love me. Loit- Going to number two, uh, loitering around. That wasn't it. And yeah, um, and Aqua had only just passed the previous week. Yeah, Chumbawamba. So what? Yeah, they were Chumbawamba number one, followed by Aqua. Did it get back up yeah. again? No. <laughs> couldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
cool yeah. so no it's um yeah definitely a walk down memory lane barbara streisand and celine town geez i wonder what that song sounds like i do not recall that one do not recall that in the slightest it's number 13 Jeez. Mm. tell him yeah babs is all over it's a real it. uh breakup song really vindictive Got up to number nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. These are definitely the rage and video hits days. Oh, Most yeah. Of them I can remember video. the uh, videos too. Mm. Yeah, video hits definitely. Yeah, uh, when you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, um, yes, this is prime video hits days, <laughs> wasn't it? They were a simpler time. Oh, absolutely. But I think even in them days, you used to watch Rage that then used to flick over from Rage and finish and then video hits and start. Like it was, <laughs> you know, that was uh, the thing you used to do. Definitely. It was a Saturday well spent mm. oh, back in the day. You know, get through get through the weekend until you can get back your cheese TV on on Monday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Chuck it in a playlist. Oh, the only other thing I guess I'd say with this, so yeah, seven weeks at number one, it um, it was. So that's pretty impressive for a, you know, what you would say is a bit of a cheesy song and a second follow-up from Barbie Girl, which you would imagine that second song is going to be harder to have that longevity with. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty impressive effort. I was going to say, what did Barbie Girl do? Did you have that on air? Um... Oh, no, I don't. I was going to have a look at that while we're talking. Leave it with me. I will uh, come back to you on that. It was only number one for three weeks. Sorry, I just found it. Barbie girl. Barbie girl, three weeks. Mm. There you go. Number two, okay. number two for another four or five. There you go. What knocked it out? Looks like it was Elton John versus Aqua Barbie girl at the time. So it was a bit of back and forth. Yeah. They had a big rivalry back in the day, didn't they? Could it be? <laughs> sure. Very, all good rumours have started. Very similar artists. <laughs> yeah, very similar. <laughs> yeah, next, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. next, please. Uh, all right, it's time to find out what the next episode song will be. We're heading to the random date generator. Let's see where it takes us. Oh, okay. It's a good year. It is a good year. We head to 1985, 13th of April. Let's see what the song is. 13th of April to 1985. And just get it up here. Here we go. (laughs) Interesting. Fair to say that would be a pretty big song. There it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's... uh, Quite a unique song too. Um, Very unique. Um, one hit wonders, are they? Well, I guess <laughs> even that there was a one up um, a bit earlier, and that's a similar sort of vein in the mm, true. In the year. There sort of must have been the in thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, was there for nine weeks too? Mm. That's a impressive effort. Yes. Yeah, what a song. Any clues you want to give out, guys? Um. Mm, big, to big. Give uh, too many clues without being too obvious, isn't it? Um, quite a large band. Yeah, one of the bigger going around <laughs> for sure. Uh, this would have been really their one and only hit, I would have thought. Yeah. Mm. 
A strong debut. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. And fair to say, without going into too much detail, but this wouldn't have only been number one in Australia. <laughs> Would have been a fairly big worldwide hit. Yeah. Indeed. Global reach for sure. Yeah. Um. Do you like the song? In all, I think this would be the classic one of I like hundred percent know the song. Have I sat down and listened to it? Probably not. Um, or I would have heard it, you know, um, without sitting down and having a proper listen. Yeah, and I have a really deep appreciation for the song and really enjoy it for what it was able to do for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a good that's clue in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How good the song just as a musical song compared to what it did. I'd be hard yeah. to be critical of it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we find in the research. Um, yeah. yeah, make sure you tune in. Um, Let's play the damn song. All right, now it's time to play the song again at the end of the episode. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to ask everyone something to watch out for. Something, give, us, uh, give us something to watch out for in the song. Matty Doc, what do you uh, you want us to look out for, the listeners? I guess this is a bit of a lookout or just a question with the song. It keeps telling the doctor to wake up. What is the doctor doing asleep? Mm, Good one. He just, yeah, he's just sitting there having a snooze on the job. (laughs) We didn't really talk about the lyrics. We probably should have talked about the lyrics. And I guess even this wake up too, you mentioned it was a, meant to be a love song or whatever. Yeah, I just, I don't know. The wake up, it doesn't fit with anything. So anyway, have a think. You're just having a snow. Is she in love with him and he's just oblivious, you know? He's in a dream wake or up. something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm here, I'm right yeah, here. Like, goodness. Actually, that, that probably makes more logical sense. I was thinking he was just <laughs> having a bit of a kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That's good though. Raises questions. Uh, Joe, you got anything for us? Yeah, I I really want to look out for how many times random words are repeated. Like the, for me, mm. this is one of the songs that has more repetition in and beyond the chorus than so many others. So like, I'm really curious about how many repetitions there actually are in the song alone that are different, um, let alone just the repetition overall. That is a good point. Some homework. Yeah. I was just going to say the wake up now bit. <laughs> wake up now. <laughs> wake, up. <laughs> wake up now. Since I've listened to it again, it's just something, you know, in the morning just pops in your head. <laughs> wake up now. Yeah, is it like, good or bad that it makes me think about wake up, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's wake up Lockie, isn't it, now or something? It's all bloody moved on, progressive. Yeah. They, the Wiggles would have come after this song, wouldn't they? Wouldn't have. Yeah, sure. Maybe surely. took their cues sure. from uh, Renee. Oh, copyright suit here. <laughs> the end of the Wiggles. <laughs> brought, them, brought them down. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. That's great. Thank you very much, Joe, for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. And, you know, what a joy to be able to flash back to the 90s without needing to leave a seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for any festivals uh, in the future. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, Doc, thanks again, mate. We'll uh, catch you all next time. Here we go, Dr. Jones.
you're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyoznno1 at gmail.com. That's every A-U-S-N-O and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.